Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. Hello, um, my name is Vonda Torres. I'm a cytopathologist at Massachusetts General Hospital, where I also serve as the cytopathology um, program fellowship director. Um, and I'm also the director of um, quality assurance and improvement in cytopathology. Hi, I'm Dr. Marilyn Bowie. I'm at the Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, Florida. I'm also a board-certified cytopathologist and the Cytopath Fellowship Program Director. I've been in this position for more than 12 years, and today we're going to discuss the cytopathology lab management and quality assurance resources and the good practice examples. Yeah, so today we just want this to be basically a springboard of ideas for those who want to um, learn more about maybe incorporating quality assurance and improvement either within your um, cytopathology fellowship programs or if you're an interested member such as a trainee and want to learn more about how you can get involved in quality assurance and improvement for laboratory management, um, hopefully these are some good ideas to start with. Um, so just to give a basic outline to begin with, um, I just want to start with how we generally incorporate um, laboratory management in our program. Um, and some other places also have similar outlines, but this is maybe like a basic approach to it. So at the beginning of the fellowship year, I usually will meet with the um, our cytopathology fellows, you know, for the first time. Um, and during that meeting, you know, we'll go through a number of different things, including guidelines just for the fellowship in general. But at that point, I also give them um, quality assurance and improvement type resources. So this may include a number of different things, including required or suggested readings, um, different resources they can um, also um, look into. I also will start the fellowship year off with um, a didactic lecture that I give. And you know, during this didactic lecture, it goes over a number of different things. So really laboratory management in a nutshell. Um, so it goes through a number of different things, including um, just general laboratory management practices, um, what are just root cause analysis, how can we do that? So basic concepts. I like doing this at the beginning of the year because it just sets a good knowledge um, foundation for the fellows, and then they can apply those throughout the year as they're going forward. Now, some people may like to do this either, you know, more in the middle of the fellowship year or towards the end of the fellowship year when they're about to go into practice and maybe have been, um, you know, be, been able to observe some things during the year fellowship as well. So that may depend on um, a number of different things. Um, but I, I generally like doing it in the beginning of the fellowship year to set that knowledge base. Um, there's other ways that we can get our fellows involved or how you can be involved in quality assurance and improvement in um, cytopathology. And this includes getting fellows involved in different, um, more daily activities of quality assurance, including the five-year look back, 
um, or cyto cytology histology correlation practices. So this is something that I have our fellows involved in. I have them look into our non-gyne cytohistocorrelation um, each month. And so they're able to go through the list and generate both um, a combination of interesting cases and also our, our um, discrepancy cases. And it, you know, it really allows them to learn a lot um, either just learning from interesting cases that they see throughout the month, or, you know, if there is a discrepancy, what was it due um, to? So it's a, a nice um, way that they can exercise um, quality assurance as well. Um, also, you know, and this is a requirement, but to have fellows um, involved and participate in either a mock or actual cap inspection. So that's a great way for them to get hands-on exposure as well. Um, we partner with a um, affiliate hospital um, with getting a lot of this done. So they're able to participate in that each year. Um, and also, you know, encouraging the fellows to get involved in troubleshooting issues or in more formal root cause analysis on a on a more um, consistent basis or daily basis when issues arrive uh, or, um, arise. So for instance, if there's say you're on service and there's um, a cell block mi mixture, right? Um, that's something that the fellows can participate in, a, in performing a root cause analysis and really learning what are the different factors that go into something like that. So again, great practical, um, knowledge that they can attain by doing that hands-on approach. Um, and of course, getting involved in other things like quality improvement projects. And I know, Marilyn, you've had quite a bit of experience with that yourself, right? So how have you had your fellows or trainees involved in um, like projects and things like that? Right, this is really a great question. But before we get to answer the questions, we want to let the listeners know why we're doing what we're doing. Because at the ASC, we have set up a fellowship program director committee and provide a lot of really helpful resources for our program directors. And then you're the incoming chair. And uh, this committee hosted a roundtable discussion at our most recent ASC meeting. And you and I, we hosted this roundtable on cytopathology lab management and QA resources. And we shared our experiences, like what you're saying, what our program is doing. We also collected some really great feedback from the other attendees. For example, the Cleveland Clinic has a good practice example they're doing these uh, trainings in modules. Those are really good practices. For us, we're doing a lot of things similar like what you're doing, because for our fellows, in addition for them to become independent practicing cytopathologists, they also have the potential to be the cytology laboratories. So laboratory management is very important training in the curriculum. So we provide them with a lot of good references, but as you, we also give them opportunity to do lab inspections. So they will, when they first come in, we ask them to get online to do the CAP laboratory inspector training. So there are a lot of uh, virtual modules. They have to finish that and uh, certify. And then they will do a mock inspection of our laboratory for the cytology lab, provide the feedbacks to the supervisor and the cytology directors. In addition to that, they are ready to go to CAP inspections. They will be cytopathologists 
take them along, give them an opportunity. We also leverage the fellows into doing quality projects because these hand-on projects will really show them how the laboratory management Q and QC works. For example, as you are aware that um, during COVID, because of the uh, social distancing and the short of staff, we changed our um, EBUS uh, fine needle procedure before we send a settle tech on site, make the direct smear, and then make a cell block and bring it back to the lab. During the COVID, we change it completely to directly to cell block. Usually, you know, when you change the laboratory procedure, we always need to do a verification, validation to justify the change to make sure the before and the after doesn't have negative impact. But we didn't do that. So then, as a Cytopath Fellowship Program Director, I thought this is a great opportunity for our fellows to be involved, to evaluate before and after there is any negative impact on patient. To our surprise, we realized there's none. Then we thought, let's collect more cases, get an IRB approval, we involved uh, with our statistician, and we start a more comprehensive review and became a project called Assessing Roles for Adequacy of EBUS uh, Finding Aspiration Compared with the Direct to Cell Block Approach as a response to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So this project and this study was uh, published recently in the Journal of American Society of Cytopathology. That's our, our journal. And also just this week, it's a wonderful surprise that um, Dr. Swigtry Baskoda, many of you know that, she's the rising star of um, the cytopathology. She and the ASCE Journal Committee select this particular article to be presented in the uh, general 18th Journal Club of the ASC. So it's gonna be in the January 18th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And also the day before on the January 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern, ASC and this committee is going to host a Twitter chat. So I have invited the first author, which was our fellow, did a lot of work on this and graduated, passed the board, now is practicing pathology. She will be invited and also a lot of other faculty on this team. As you can see, this is really a good thing that we involve the fellow with the project so they have a real life experience. We also involve them with a research project, teach them how to write a publishable scientific journal. At the same time, when they in the writing process, they have to do literature review to be able to read the other journals. So they gain many skills that is not only in lab management, lab management also continual learning so that ensure that they will be a very uh, competent, independent cytopathologist with the potential to be the cytology laboratory director. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fantastic, Marilyn. And you really describe like how um, our trainees can really gain so many, many skills, as you mentioned, doing these types of projects. And, you know, we don't always think about these per se, right? Because it, 
a lot of it is just our daily practice, but it's so practical and they could get such great hands-on um, experience with a lot of different things that they'll need when they go into practice. Um, and I'll say even things like, you know, the fellows are already um, participating in rapid on-site evaluations, even having them look into rapid um, to final psychologic, histologic like correlations, that's another great way to get them involved in projects that are, uh, or processes that are qual quality assurance in base, but they can really get so much exposure to different things like learning, um, not only what is challenging in a rapid setting, but what are just challenging cases in general, right? And so they could learn so many things. And then being able to do a quality improvement project is not only good for that reason, but it could lead to so many awesome things like what you described, just being able to publish a paper, give presentations on their paper. So that's absolutely fantastic. Right. Um, and that's Right, yeah. And that sort of leads me into another question that I wanted to pose to you is what resources do you have for your fellows? I know we have so many different things that we can offer them just talking about, you know, some of the best resources I think are already at our fingertips, which include, you know, the um, the SEBA cytology textbook has a fantastic quality assurance, uh, or as I should say, laboratory management chapter. Um, I think it's fantastic, very detailed. Um, that's one that's essentially required um, reading for trainees, um, but also articles available through a number of different sites, including, uh, or journals, I should say, including um, JASC, um, Dr. Nair's article on, um, laboratory management, which was published in 2018, another absolutely fantastic resource that is a must. Um, but, you know, so many other things. Um, so what are some of the resources that you have found um, to be useful and that you refer your um, trainees to? Yeah, I created this uh, a document, has some really good uh, books, resources, and links to lab management. So if people are interested, please let me know. My email is marilynperiodbuoyatmoffitt.org and I'll be happy to share that with you. So in addition to what you have mentioned, and there are other books, for example, for the general lab management, and there are four books published by the College of American Pathologists. One is called the Laboratory Administration for Pathologists. That's the second edition. That's a, a fairly new book. There's an older book called uh, Quality Management in Anatomic Pathology, Promoting Patient Safety Through System Improvement and Error Reduction by Dr. Wu Nakli uh, from Mayo Clinic. That's a very good one. And also there is a Quality Management in Anatomic Pathology by Dr. Jim Zai. And that's an excellent book. Uh, another book is Professionalism in Pathology and the Laboratory Medicine. In addition to the CAP resource, there's also an online laboratory management university through the ASCP. There are serious online modules. Those are very helpful. And there are also a lot of other links. As for as cytology, you mentioned within the book chapters like the CBUS, and others. There's another book published by the College of American Pathologists Practical Guide to GYN Cytology. 
uh, that's a CAP published orders in 2008 has multiple chapters on quality improvement in cytology, billing and coding, personal management, uh, interlaboratory comparison, proficiency testing, and there's just so much great information. Even in our ASC, in addition to what you have mentioned, uh, the previous fellowship program director committee, when I was on the first time, we created series of uh, sound bites. And I checked, they're still on the ASC resource, has like less than 20 minutes conversation, talk about each, each one will talk about different topics like the lab management, specimen preparation, and the and how to hire the laboratory directors, what's their credentials. Those are very helpful for residence fellows because they are very easy to digest, not like a, you're reading a big book, a large chapter, and the concept is very dry. Yeah. So those are very great supplementary materials for um, the residence fellows to learn. So I feel like as a fellowship program director, if we could pull our mind together to pull those resources together for our fellowship program directors, and it could be a very good resource. So we could highlight that in our newsletter by the fellowship program director, Dr. Leslie Dodd and I, we started that newsletter so many years ago, and uh, I'm glad and it's uh, uh, taking the life of its own. Now it's becoming a very, a robustic publication and useful resources for the fellowship program directors. Right, exactly. So the, the newsletter should be available for the, our listeners. The newsletter should be available. So we send that um, along to all the program directors. Um, every few months, we'll have another edition, but it's also available on the ASC website. So it's the communicator newsletter. Um, and we should be also including, we'll have a um, communicator article that we will be publishing in that newsletter, Mar uh, Marilyn and myself, um, in the near future with a lot of the information that we're going to be, that we are presenting in this podcast as well. So we'll have a list of resources in there, but also hopefully, you know, through our work um, on the program director committee, we're hoping that you know, perhaps at some point we can also update these resources and have a nice pool of resources that people can tap into. Um, and one other thing that I also want to mention is that the ASC, again, has great resources already. Um, so there's, um, don't forget about the YouTube channel, the ASC YouTube channel. They have two or three really fantastic um, lab management, you know, quality assurance and improvement um, didactics on that website that you can easily access for free at any time. So again, something that's easily available in um, at your fingertips and you can refer your fellows or in trainees to that as well. Or if you want to learn more yourself, it's a great place to start. Um, the other thing that I'll just quickly plug as well um, is that we are going to be doing um, a lab management workshop through the ASC. So I'll be co-director with that uh, on that um, 
leading it with um, my co-director, um, Christopher O'Connor, um, who's at Vanderbilt University. Um, and so we've enlisted a number of experts in the field, and we're going to have that workshop hopefully available through the ASC um, by this summer. So that's another um, resource that we're hoping will be um, a great um, a great resource for um, program directors and fellowships that they can do and just really anybody who wants to learn more about quality assurance. So I think a lot of great stuff already through the ASC um, also coming down the, the pipeline as well. Yeah, this and, is great. This is great. The yeah. reason I volunteered to do the psychology lab management and QA table, not because I'm an expert, it's just because I'm interested in this topic and I'm eager to learn. So that conversation with everybody going through the round table, this podcast, and also the management workshop you're going to do, it helps me to put everything together so I can relay that information to our program. So I really do appreciate all the opportunities that the ASC is offering to us. Right. It's such great um, learning opportunities for all of us in general. I know I've learned so much through talking through a with other people, you know, Marilyn mentioned the um, the program director um, uh, uh, session that we had at the annual ASC meeting. Um, so we had these roundtables there, and we all learned so much from each other um, during that. Um, some great points were brought up, including you know, some places do as well have home home brew, um, brewed, homegrown um, modules, like QA modules that they give their, their fellows or trainees. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. I know we don't have anything similar here. Um, so that may be something, you know, to look into as well, just doing these homegrown um, either modules. Some people may have um, like tests that they give their fellows. I know that we participate in the PEC exam um, so, you know, there are some laboratory, uh, and that's through the ASC as well. So there are some laboratory management questions through that, but some places may have their own questions that they administer to their trainees, such as the fellows when they're finishing up their um, fellowship, you know, they may give them these test questions um, at the end to, to gauge how much they've learned um, and to make sure that there aren't any gaps, especially right before they go into practice. Wonderful, yes. <laughs> Um, so I think we've, you know, covered quite a bit in this short amount of time. Uh, Marilyn, any other comments or? <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's another thing we, we do is uh, we, we have a very unique program because we're a cancer center. So I realized that psychology right. is not all cancer. So we have two other rotation sites. One is James Haley VA Hospital. The other one is Quest Diagnostic Laboratory. So our fellows have broader exposure. That also gives the fellows opportunity to meet every single psychology directors in these sites and to learn what's the uniqueness of their sites and what's the challenges and be able to see a diverse type of specimen, diverse of practices. So I think that one-to-one meets the psychology director is a great thing. Second is they are participating in our monthly psychology meetings. So they can listen to what's the uh, common issues we run into. So the hand-down experience is, is very important for those fellows. 
Awesome. Yeah, I think that we really can't minimize um, how important hands-on experience is um, and just so many ways that our fellows and trainees in general can really get involved um, in um, laboratory management and quality assurance and improvement. And really, we can use that to our advantage as well. You know, a lot of times we can learn so much from our trainees as well, right? So they have a lot of, they may have more knowledge about the daily workings that perhaps we may not as attendings, right? So we can learn a lot from them as well, um, from in addition to what we can teach them. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so I think we really covered a lot. And uh, and we, we thank Jamie, right? <laughs> for, for getting us all <laughs> together. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, who is gonna add it. Helping us yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much. And hopefully to our listeners, um, Again, hopefully this can serve as a springboard to, you know, hopefully you've gotten some great ideas of how you can incorporate um, quality assurance and improvement um, in your training um, programs. And if there's trainees listening, you know, how you can get involved in um, quality assurance and improvement as well. So do look out for the resources. Again, there are a number of resources already at your fingertips. So be sure to access those and there should be some good things coming down the line as well. So thank you so much. And thank you to Marilyn also for joining us today. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll sign off now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to CytopathPod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.